0: Welcome to the Focus B show, where Katie Stoddard, high performance coach, interviews experts around the world in performance and mindfulness. Now, here's your host, Katie.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Focus B Show. Today I'm here with Chester Santos, Chester, the international man of memory. He is a world-leading memory skills expert and a renowned coach, author, and speaker. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Chester.
0: Thank you for having me, Katie. I'm looking forward to talking with you.
1: Wonderful. I've been going through all of your links and notes and everything you've done regarding memory, the book you wrote, and I'm wondering why you're so passionate about memory.
0: Well, I, you know, I think that it is something that nowadays is really uh, underestimated. I think that uh, a lot of people, their gut reaction. To improving their memory as well you know I don't need to remember things uh, nowadays I have my phone I have these other electronic devices to help me out and I think that people are not really clear on how working on your memory actually especially in today's world of perhaps dangerous digital dependency there really is a big business opportunity Uh, There's a really big opportunity to set yourself apart from other people, really become more impressive, uh, become more memorable to people, if you will, develop your memory skills and also your mental skills in other areas uh, as well. So I think it's just uh, an important thing to add into your professional and personal development.
1: Absolutely. And how do you feel that memory can help us improve, for example, our business performance?
0: Yeah, so there are numerous, numerous ways as to how it can help. Really, memory is a fundamental part of learning. So if you improve your ability to remember, it's going to have a positive impact on many different areas of your career, personal life. If you have any kids or grandkids in school, uh, what you learn in your memory skills training, you can share with them as well. It'll help out with exams. Um, There there are going to be many different ways, but some specifics... Presentations, for instance. So, if you are getting into a presentation with colleagues or it's clients or potential clients, when you can actually demonstrate that you know some things, you actually know something, right? Rather than just uh, reading from notes, looking things up all the time, you're just so much more impressive, right? When you are meeting, let's say, with a potential client. And during that meeting, you can mention, you know, I found out these five, 10, 15 key things about you and your company and my research. Oh, here's 10 things about your competitors and how your new products are advantageous over what your competitors are offering. That potential client is going to look at you like, wow, I'm just so impressed. Like, you really made this extra research to understand me, my business, right? So, a little bit of effort really goes a long way a little bit of memory skills training again nowadays makes you so much more impressive more memorable because most people in business nowadays they just don't do that right and actually it's because they feel like they aren't really capable of doing it or if they were to do something like that it would just take a tremendous like a herculean mental effort because we can't even you know if i'm you know, it sounds bad. Maybe I don't want to sound negative towards the average business person, but really the average person nowadays can't remember even a few things, right? Without entering it into your phone. We, people don't even know their own phone number nowadays. That's how bad it's getting, right? And they definitely don't know the phone numbers even of close friends and family members uh, anymore, right? Um, it's just a really good example of, of the use it or lose it principle as it applies to memory. Um, if you're not using your memory, it's going to get worse and worse over time. But if you work on it, it can get uh, stronger.
1: Absolutely. I love how you say that it makes us sound that stand out and that it's a very sort of impressive skill because people have it less and less. It's true that if we compare maybe 100 years ago, maybe even not that far, Lots of children used to learn entire poems and a lot of things. And it's a skill that is being lost. Aside from it being very impressive, what you're also saying and hinting at is how important it is for our mental health and how important it is over time. And obviously, this dependency towards digital devices. Can you tell us a little bit more how important it is for our brain? On top of it being impressive for everyone else, why is it good for us?
0: Yeah, well, you know, this is very good the techniques that I train people in around the world. They're very good memory specific exercise, but they're also good brain exercise in general, and everyone is recommending nowadays a brain exercise program in addition to a physical exercise program. Now, if you're destined to develop Alzheimer's or another form of dementia down the road, unfortunately as of today, There is no doctor, no researcher that can tell you how to prevent that from happening. No one can say, do this, this, and this, or take this and this vitamin, and you won't get Alzheimer's or something, right? No one knows how to prevent it, but what they do believe is that by engaging in rigorous brain exercise, you can build up what they are calling a cognitive reserve, So if people want to Google that later or otherwise look it up, cognitive reserve is the terminology that you're going to find used uh, continuously in the research. What this basically means is building up some extra brain muscle and they believe that it can help to make you more resistant. So in other words, if you do happen to develop some form of dementia, which they can't prevent, it's actually going to take more years before the disease will start to affect your core functioning your everyday life if you have all these extra brain connections, this extra brain muscle. One of the best ways they say that you can go about building this cognitive reserve is to learn foreign languages. So if you're learning foreign languages, you are really, you know, forcing your brain to work extra hard. You're forming all of these extra connections uh, in your brain, building up all of that, all the brain cells. So, of course, learning languages will be easier for you if you've mastered the sort of memory skills that that I talk about.
1: Wonderful. I love all of this. It's totally fascinating. I'm also wondering how much, for example, when we do this and practice our memory, perhaps it's even possible that we prevent dementia from happening at all. I mean, maybe it slows it down, but also maybe it prevents it from happening. There's so much we don't know about the brain. And I love what you're saying in terms of languages, too. I mean, I'm currently learning swedish which is my fifth language so it's very encouraging oh wow the thing it's not just good for my language ability in the country where i'm living but it's also good for my memory so this is nice
0: it's really good yeah very good brain exercise learning languages
1: nice i'm wondering if perhaps you could do a sort of practical exercise so the listeners could also practice at home to improve my memory or some tricks or techniques do you have anything in mind
0: Yeah, so really, there are only three main principles that people need to keep in mind whenever they want to improve their ability to remember just about any information type. The three principles are one, visualization. So take whatever it is that you want to remember, turn it into something that you can easily picture or see in your mind, okay? That's number one. We're good at remembering things that we see. Second thing to keep in mind is from there, try to involve as many additional senses as you can, because as you do that, you will be activating more and more areas of your brain, and you will will be building more and more connections in your mind to the information. All right? So the more senses, the more of your brain you're using, the easier it becomes to remember. Third and final principle to keep in mind, while you are seeing and experiencing all of this happening in your mind, try to make it crazy, unusual, extraordinary in some way. Because there is a psychological aspect to human memory, we all tend to remember, with putting forth little to no effort at all, we tend to remember things that catch us by surprise that are strange, unusual in some way. If right now, Katie, wherever you're at, uh, wherever people are listening to this or watching this interview, if suddenly an elephant crashed into the room that you're at now, And it started to spray water all over you with its trunk. If that actually happened at this moment, you would probably remember that for the rest of your life. And always tell that story. You are never going to believe this. So one day for my podcast, I was interviewing this memory guy and an elephant just crashed into the room, right? It might be stuck there forever without you even trying to remember it. To this day, scientists still don't fully understand how that works in the brain, how it is that sometimes... In literally one instance, something will go straight into long-term memory, stay there for the rest of our lives. Whereas other times, even with a lot of effort, we have difficulty getting very important information, things that we might want to know for business exams and so on. We can't get it into long-term memory, right? Although it isn't fully understood, we do realize there is this aspect to human memory. And realizing that, we can harness it, take advantage of it, and apply it to things that would be useful to remember. Names to get more out of business networking, uh, presentations, business-related facts and figures, languages, and so on. So when you put those three things together, very quick review, visualization, additional senses, make it all crazy unusual, instantly it becomes easier to remember. So now we're gonna try to put that into practice and try to have you remember all of these random words, okay? It's going to be, the word list is going to be monkey iron, rope, kite, house, paper, shoe, worm, envelope, pencil, river, rock, tree, cheese, and dollar, right? That's a list of words. Now, a lot of times when I have you know live audiences, I can see people looking at me as if, come on, you're crazy. There's no way I'll remember that, not unless you give me a lot of time to do it. But Katie, you'll have it down. People watching this interview later will have it down in just about two or three minutes, how you'll do it, you'll just listen to what I described to you, see and experience it happening. That's it. So the first word was monkey. I just want for you to visualize the monkey. See that monkey, visualize the monkey. It's dancing around. It picks up a gigantic iron like you would iron your clothes with because that was the second word, right? So the monkey is dancing around with his giant iron. The iron starts to fall, but a rope attaches itself to the iron. Maybe you imagine that you feel the rope. Maybe it feels sort of rough, okay? You look up the rope. You see the other end of the rope is attached to a kite, all right? Maybe you try and touch that kite. That was the next word. The kite now crashes into the side of a house. Really see it smash into the house. The house, you notice, is completely covered in paper for some reason. It's totally covered in paper. Out of nowhere, a shoe... Appears and it starts to walk all over the paper. Really see that shoe. The shoe smells kind of badly, so you decide to investigate and see why. You look inside of the shoe and you find a little worm crawling around inside of that shoe. Really see that smelly worm. The worm jumps out of the shoe and into an envelope. Maybe it's going to mail itself or something. I don't know. Envelope was next magically out of nowhere a pencil appears and it starts to write all over the envelope maybe it's addressing it that pencil the pencil now jumps into a river there's a huge splash for some reason when the little pencil hits the river the river you notice is crashing up against a giant rock that rock flies out of the river it smashes into a tree this tree is growing cheese probably haven't seen a tree like that this one's growing cheese and out of each piece of cheese shoots a dollar okay the last word was dollar i'm going to run through this again in about 30 seconds and you'll just replay through this little story that you've created in your mind you start off with a monkey what was the monkey dancing around with it was an iron what then attached itself it was a rope the other end of the rope was attached to what it was a kite the kite crashed into what it was a house What was the house covered in? It was covered in paper. What walked on it? It was a shoe. What was crawling in the shoe? It was a worm. The worm jumped into something. What was it? It was an envelope. What wrote on the envelope? It was a pencil. The pencil jumped into the river. The river was crashing up against a rock. The rock flew into a tree. What was that tree growing? It was growing cheese and what shot out, it was a dollar. So now you should be able to recall pretty easily the entire random list of words by simply going through the story in your mind, each major object that you see will give you the next word. So give it a try, take your time, and people that watch this interview can also see how they do.
1: Okay, so the top of my head, I'd say monkey, iron, rope, kite, house, paper, shoe, Worm, envelope,
0: pencil, river, rock, tree, cheese, dollar. 100%. Great job. Really well done. Under pressure there, too. (laughs) I put you on the spot. So, um, very well done. I'm sure people following along will get most, if not all, of those correct. That technique there is called the story method. It's just one of many techniques that memory champions like myself use to pull off what at first seem like maybe extraordinary feats of memory. So they've had me over the years on on a lot of different uh, TV shows, you know, ABC, CNN, Science Channel, most recently BBC World News. They'll have me come on and perform what seems like a memory feat and then give tips for viewers at home. But there's nothing different at all about my brain compared to everyone else's. I've just learned these types of techniques that as you can see right away are very powerful and effective. And I've just put in a little bit of training and practice. Everybody out there can do so much more with their memory than they probably currently think to be possible. It's just a little bit of practice with the right techniques. And again, as I mentioned earlier, in today's business worlds, this is an opportunity to really set yourself apart from other professionals, better demonstrate your expertise. We always want to do business with the expert. So, I've been a one man business now for it's been over 12 years at this point, and I've ha- had to hire, you know, attorneys, web people, PR, marketing, lots of different professionals over the years. And when I'm meeting with someone that I'm thinking about hiring, granted, I'm on the, the extreme end of things given what I do, but if I meet with someone and they answer a lot of my questions with, you know, I have done some work in that area, but let me do a little research and get back to you. Or, you know, I've got a refamiliar. I will never hire that person ever. Now, on the other hand, when I meet with someone, and my imp- my impression is later on, I end up calling, you know, a friend or family member, and I say, Wow, that guy or gal knew everything. Like clearly they are the expert. I've actually gone out of my way. I remember doing it a couple years ago with one particular project. I actually ended up paying a lot more than I originally budgeted for that particular project because I really wanted that person because I was so impressed. They really seem to know their stuff, right? So this is really um, I think low hanging fruit for business professionals to to work on and develop their memory skills.
1: Absolutely wonderful. And I really liked the exercise we did too. I'm also thinking that one of the reasons that we memorize certain things, like you said, it can be astonishing or surprising, but also I feel that when we're passionate about it, we just remember it. We'll hear something on a podcast, maybe people listening to us or remember this exercise, for instance, because we're really, really interested. And I don't think we've covered this yet. We said the visualization, the senses, and the um, surprise impact and then the storytelling. But we haven't spoken about how when we're really passionate or interested or curious, then we're more likely to remember this. What are your views on
0: this? Yeah, definitely, because we automatically remember things that we pay more attention to, right? So paying att- focus and attention is absolutely uh, fundamental to learning and memory, right? It's going to be a very important aspect and we just tend to focus more and pay attention more when we're genuinely interested in a topic. So you can have really almost a superpowered memory, I would say, if you have that focus attention because you're genuinely interested, passionate about the topic to begin with. And you combine that passion with these types of techniques, you're going to find that you will just have a really uh, truly extraordinary ability to remember things. And, again, really, once you develop these skills, the great thing is that you can use them strategically in business. So you can determine, you know, these are some things that would really benefit me to know before I go to this conference or before I meet with this client, potential client, before I get into this, you know, company meeting or whatever it might be. This will just really give you a powerful advantage if you strategically when you develop these skills.
1: Absolutely. And I'm all about focus. My whole brand is the Focus B and this podcast is the Focus B show because I feel focus is such a superpower in many ways.
0: It's very critical. Yeah. Focus, uh, being uh, present at that moment. Yeah. It's all very important. So there is a lot of synergy between Uh, what you're doing and what I'm doing. They work together actually very well, yeah.
1: Absolutely, I think focus because I find it so highly related to high performance and mindfulness. And memory is obviously an aspect of it because if we're more mindful, like we just said, we pay attention more, therefore we're more likely to remember it.
0: Yeah, they go together, definitely.
1: Wonderful. Do you have any other pieces of advice for someone, let's say, who, maybe has this belief that they have a terrible memory, for instance. How would they start to memorize things for their work or phone numbers or names?
0: Yeah, so it's a very common belief. You know, people uh, believe that when it comes to memory, that you're just stuck with whatever you're born with, right? I think there are a lot of people that don't realize that memory is a skill. You can develop your memory skills, your ability to Commit in for important information to memory. So, step one is realize that. And I think that the exercise that we did earlier will help people to understand that. And then just work on things that you might be interested in, right? That you might be passionate about. So, I encourage people to memorize, for instance, maybe some famous quotes or, you know, poetry perhaps that they might uh, find interesting, right? Try to memorize maybe just one thing. Uh, you know, every week or every couple of weeks, even the phone numbers of at least close friends and family members, there's really no excuse. I, I encourage people to at least commit those to memory. So I actually have all those committed to memory. And when I need to call someone, I first will rely on my memory. If my memory happens to be failing me at that particular moment, only then would I rely on the auto dial from the address book? Doing that one simple thing is going to actually force you to use your memory every single day, right? So if you're calling your friends, family members from memory, you'll be using your memory every day. And I think that's within reach for everyone. Don't just uh, be lazy and rely on that auto dial because then, I mean, if you do that, and you're 100% dependent on these devices, again, you just won't ever be exercising your memory. And uh, it it will get worse over time if you don't actually use your memory.
1: Like you said, it's a muscle. It's a skill we can develop. And the more people will practice and train their memory, the more they will realize they're able to do it. I often say at networking events, you you can memorize all the names and I show people how to do it. And it's not because you know, I have a special gift for names. People always think I'm bad at names, like that's a thing, like it's a condition. No, it's just yeah. they don't pay attention or they're not interested or they don't, they're not bothered to do it. So I feel that the more they can prove to themselves, oh, I managed to memorize all these names or this phone number or these quotes, the more they will believe that they have good memory skills.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's the great thing about learning these types of techniques is that it makes it so much easier to remember things. And once you start to see that you're able to do this with your memory, you are then more encouraged to continue to use your memory more and more, right? So it's just really uh, the right technique, uh, a little bit of practice, and you'll be amazed at what you're able to do. And it will make a huge difference in your business and also in your personal life.
1: Absolutely. One last thing that crosses my mind is the huge kick of dopamine that we get where we manage to memorize something. I wonder what your thoughts are regarding the sort of satisfaction that comes from memorizing things.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I really think it's about personal and professional development, right? So when we are learning things, right? We are developing ourselves and we feel good about that, right? It feels good to accomplish uh, things. So I think just start small. Uh, as I mentioned, phone numbers of friends and family members, you'll feel uh, accomplished if you, get, you can get that done. I think that's within reach for everyone. And then maybe, you know, once every week or every two weeks, think about a quote that you might like uh, to commit to memory, something like that. Uh, Just get started small. Uh, One quote that I actually like is that you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great, right? I really like that quote a lot. And it's very true, really, in terms of developing uh, just about any skill. Just get started and you'll be amazed at what you are able to do uh, over time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing all of this, Chester. It was really fascinating and so inspiring. Thank you for being on the show today.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I really appreciate it. Uh, if people would like to learn more, I'd like them to check out MemorySchool.net. Visualize a giant fishing net, maybe to remember that it's .dot net. So, MemorySchool.net is my training website, and I set up coupon code Focus since you're. The focus, uh, the coupon code will be FOCUS for your listeners. Um, It's set for 25 uses. So uh, if you're one of the first 25, it will actually zero out the enrollment fee for people.
1: Amazing. Thank you. That's very kind and generous. And I will put this in the show notes with not the uh, code because I'll probably be used up by then, but uh, definitely the link uh, for it. Thank you so much, Chester.
0: Cool. Thank you, Katie. Uh, I appreciate you having me, and please keep in touch. Okay, thank
1: you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Focus B Show. We would love to hear your feedback. Let us know in a review how this episode inspired you. Keep buzzing.